A number of years ago, I got into an online debate with a professor from a so-called Christian university back east. His thesis was simple, to stem the tide of young evangelical students leaving the church, we have to tell them that the Bible has errors, and then we can salvage their faith. His goal, he said, was to help kids stop trusting the Bible as a, quote, sure anchor for their faith, end quote. They needed to stop the Bible as a collection of go-to verses that tell them definitively and absolutely all they need to know. He said that as they grow older, our youth find that the traditional view of the Bible, quote, is not adequate for providing a compelling explanation for the complex world around them, end quote. I commented online that his view was absolutely tragically wrong and that his counsel came from the evil one. And after several exchanges, he told me to stop commenting. Apparently, he didn't want his followers to hear my ideas. Now, here is a summary of my argument. Adolescents struggle with faith. Some return to the faith, some change to other forms of the Christian faith, and some turn to various secular religions. We grieve when they leave. But abandoning the traditional approach to the Bible is not going to help youth or anyone else, because you see, we have tried this before. In the fall of 1965, I was a freshman at the University of Wyoming. I was invited to a reading group by students in a Baptist college fellowship. We read selections from the latest liberal theologians who were doing what the professor suggested. We were being honest about the challenges of modernity and willing to acknowledge our experience of disconnection. The readings were helping us to engage the difficult theological challenges brought on by modern thought, and we welcomed discussions of Bible doctrine where the outcomes of those conversations are not predetermined. One of the trendy thinkers that we read was Rudolf Bultmann, and he called for us to abandon belief in miracles and the resurrection since these concepts troubled contemporary men. I soon left the group, realizing that in their attempt to update the Christian faith and make it relevant, they had abandoned it. I abandoned the group, and the other young men abandoned the Christian faith. The very thing the professor wanted to prevent happened. That's what will inevitably happen with this approach. In trying to save the faith of students, we will kill their faith or water it down so much that it's not worth having. Since 1965, the denominations who most practice a softening on Christian doctrine have hemorrhaged the most members. I cite an article below that reviews the major numbers 50 years later. In 1965, the mainline Christian church, uh, the denomination known as the Disciples of Christ, had 1.92 million members. In 2012, it had 625,000, a loss of 67%. But the picture really is much bleaker than those numbers present, bleak as they are. If the Disciples of Christ denomination had merely maintained its numbers relative to the growing U.S. population, it would have about 3.2 million members. So it lost 80% of its membership relative to America's population. 
Or take the Episcopalians in 1966. Their membership stood at 3.6 million. By 2013, it was a little less than 1.9 million, a loss of nearly 50%. But relative to U.S. population, the loss was close to 70%. Or take one more, the mainline Presbyterians, the denomination known as the PCUSA. In 1967, they were 3.3 million, but by 2013, they were 1.86 million, a decline of more than 45%. Relative to U.S. population, they were down about two-thirds. Other denominations who watered down the demands of Scripture to accommodate modern sensibilities had the same experience. Now, I saw all this as a college freshman, and in the past 60 years, the catastrophe has been accelerated. So to professors at Christian colleges and all those who want to save the faith of young Christians by vitiating core Christian doctrines, I have a prediction. You will fail, and the damage you do will be incalculable. The decline of the mainline churches is perfectly clear. They have abandoned the truth of the Bible. They have denied the historic doctrines of Christianity. They have lost the power of the Holy Spirit, and they have become irrelevant. Their churches do not matter and are on their way to extinction. These days, several of the mainline denominations are splitting over the issue of gay marriage. That's not the real issue. They are splitting over whether or not the Bible is the Word of God. Yes, the intellectual community will always be critical of biblical Christianity. It was true in the day of the Apostle Paul, over 1900 years ago, who said that he had become a fool for Christ's sake. In 1 Corinthians 1, Paul says that God did not call many intellectuals to the Christian faith, but that God took the foolishness of Christian truth and turned it into a colossus of power, the most powerful collection of ideas in the history of the human race. I pray that God will stop the erosion of our mainline denominations. But even if He doesn't, the people who truly believe the Bible will continue to be what they have been now for 2,000 years, the most powerful force in the human race. May the God of the Bible, the God of truth, bless you this day in a mighty way.